Afterlife with Brent and Jeff. Now this is more like it. This is the Altar Live with Brent and Jeff. We're here. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> we're very excited to be here again tonight. Continue our conversation about Jesus and his character. Tonight we're going to be talking about him being our comforter. It is 9 o'clock and I'm excited that we get to talk again on the air. This is pretty cool. <laughs> You're like, it is 9 o'clock. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be talking about Jesus being our comforter this evening. And we got a lot of great music in store for y'all tonight. So thank you for listening to us. This evening, you know, we've been, for the last couple of weeks or several weeks, we have been taking a piece of Jesus' character and kind of pulling it out and looking at it and, you know, digging into it and just trying to understand it and um, get a better picture of it and um, see how it applies to our life. And tonight, um, we are going to be talking about Jesus being our comforter. And, um, you know, we have all can relate to this because either we're in a really crummy, bad situation right now as we're... As, um, we're speaking and as you guys are listening or, um, you know, we've been there before and, um, and we will be there again at some point. And, um, because you know, Jesus takes us through these situations in our lives and, um, he proves himself to be our comfort, the one that comes alongside of us and, um, picks us up and lifts us up. And, um, so we're going to be looking at the word and what it has to say about all of that this evening. So keep it here, keep it locked. Yeah. When I think of the word comforter, I think of like bedding and like that nice blanket that goes on top mm. of the sheets and everything called the comforter mm. just think That's of nice. Jesus like that sometimes you know you're cold and you're you know you're uncomfortable and you just get that comforter and just like mm. oh, that, Jesus actually can do that <laughs> it's kind of uh, you know a nice way to put it but um, it also uh, the idea of comforting is that you know Jesus says I'm not going to leave you comfortless so he says to the disciples and he also he sends the the comforter which is the holy spirit the ministry of the holy spirit so i'm sure we'll be hitting on the holy spirit a little bit tonight as well as jesus the son so uh keep it locked here we'll just get or kick it off right now there's tons of verses in scripture um we could not possibly read them all tonight or it would take up the whole show about comforting and god being the god of all comfort um you know just the idea of you know any care that we have any worry um being able to go to God and God comforting us in those situations. I just know from my own life where, you know, just being broken and, and having that, the emotions, they can get really crazy and you start to lose sight of what's going on for real. And you just need God to, to be there to, you know, pat you on the head and to, you know, wipe the tear from your eye and, and just be there with his arms around you. And, um, you know, Jesus can do that. Jesus became a man, a physical being, to become the arms, the hands of God. You know, God, They we talk about God in, with physical attributes in the Bible, but he's a spiritual being, and he wanted wanted to be able to hold mankind, and he, you know, became incarnate uh, as Jesus Christ. We're going to be talking about him tonight. These are all great things, and um, I'm excited to see what God's going to talk to us this evening. If you're struggling tonight, I just encourage you to keep, keep listening, and hopefully you can be encouraged. Um, that's just the name of that song, Peace Be Still. I always think about the story um, in the Gospels where Jesus is riding on the boat with the disciples and the wind and waves kick up and um, the disciples are freaking out. And I guess, I don't know, I've been out on a boat in water, but I've never, and that's scary enough. 
but being out on a boat in water when there's it's dark and the storms are coming and your boat's going and you think you're going to die, I can relate to the disciples um, in, a, in a way, just imagining that situation. Um, and, but it's a great analogy of our lives, you know, where the storm has come and we don't know which way is up and we think we're going to drown and they're freaking out. And Jesus questions them, which I think is really interesting. Um, he doesn't, you know, um, right away <laughs> calm the storm. He questions them and he says, why are you all so scared? Where is your faith? And, that's the um, Brent translation. Yeah, that's, that's my <laughs> translation. But that's what he asks. He's like, why are you so fearful? You know, don't be afraid. Um, and then he calms the water. And um, it's almost to say, like, take a look at the situation. You know, the reality is, is that you're not going to die, that I'm here, that I'm protecting you, that I'm comforting. And he's there to comfort them um, and bring them back to reality. And um, our emotions get in the way a lot of times. And that's just an encouragement to us that we can uh, cling on to. Yeah, emotions like a raging ocean. <laughs> and I have a notion that, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Rubin. Jeff's been kicking back on some potion over there. Erosion. Yeah, that's what's happening cool to stuff. our show. It's just uh, eroding. <laughs> eroding. <laughs> um, the idea, you know, it's cool that that song segued into what you were going to talk about. I don't even know if you, you realize that. I did. I certainly did not think about the fact that that song was "Peace Be Still," and you were going to talk about that. But it's such a great uh, passage of scripture because you see these men that had seen Jesus feed the five thousand and see all these things, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh my gosh, we're going to die!" And they're they have no hesitation of telling Jesus, "Like Jesus, you don't care. We're going to die." <laughs> like God is the first and only person that really cares about us. So for us to think that oh God, God's leaving us in the lurch and He doesn't care about us couldn't be any farther from the truth he is our comforter and um jesus asked the disciples why are you scared And there's another time where jesus or god is asking somebody something like that jeff it's in isaiah chapter 51 um jesus oh not jesus well i guess in a, in a sense <laughs> it's god almighty the triune the god. lord yeah i don't want to get into a huge thing like that because we'll just be here all night but um the the idea of comfort and why we're afraid. Jesus, I said it again. What is my problem? <laughs> anyway, God <laughs> says um, to Zion, I guess that's what <laughs> who he's speaking to. I, even I, am he who comforts you. Who are you that you should be afraid of a man who will die and of the son of a man who will be made like grass? And he goes on and says, who stretched out the heavens and laid the foundations of the earth? Why are you afraid of all these people? And he says, but I am the Lord your God who divided the sea, whose waves roared. And that's a cool picture of what we just talked about, how the waves, you know, Jesus was there. God used Jesus to hold everything together, the waves and, and, and all the sea. And when Jesus spoke, the waves obeyed because he was there when they were formed with God. And um, it says, the Lord of hosts is his name. I have covered you with the shadow of my hand. Like God's like, it's like he's protecting us. He's comforting us. You know, that like that idea I said where like God's going to pat us on the head <laughs> you know like when you a lot of times it can be a comforting thing like when you you feel that that presence it's like oh okay God's hand is in the situation and um, you know there's tons of other verses that we're going to read tonight and I can't wait to get to them um, but I don't have them marked in my Bible right now I'm kind of making notes and jotting things down <laughs> he's like in school you know he's taking notes yeah it's pretty good you got white out <laughs> you have a protractor <laughs> i'm not gonna pass this test 
Um, and we don't pass the test. We're more like Jonah, you know, who whines and complains about the fact that he's out in the oppressive sun. And so God is gracious and comforts him with a gourd. And then he's all excited. And then the gourd withers. And then he's mad again. Like, God, you know, it's like we're so fickle, you know, within our relationship with the Lord. And we look at him and we think, you know, God, you shouldn't, we should never be, we love you. We should never be in a situation that's bad. And, um, but that's not true. We live in a fallen world, and um, we are fallen people, and God moves us through these situations. The disciples were not disobeying the Lord when they were in the middle of the situation. They were with the Lord, um, in the Lord's presence, and they were out in this boat. And God was just trying to teach them a part of themselves, just like on the altar life. You know, that's what we're trying to capture in these last couple of weeks is just a quality of Jesus that um, he wants to teach us about, one aspect of who he is. And delve into it a little bit. And that's what he was doing with the disciples, to teach him about the fact that he's in control and um, they can trust him to be their comforter. Yeah, a lot of times when we need comfort, we tell everybody else, oh, I'm just, things are rough right now and stuff. And we just like being that <laughs> that person that's just like, meh, 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 meh. instead of going to God and being like, God, I'm in trouble. I need your comfort. And he's going to grant it to you. He's not going to leave you comfortless, the Bible says. <laughs> he's, Jesus actually says it in the Red Letter Bible. It says, I will not leave you comfortless. So you can bank on that. Uh, another verse in 2 Corinthians, Paul says, Our bodies had no rest, but and we were troubled on every side. Outside were conflicts. Inside were fears. Nevertheless, God, who comforts the downcast, comfort us by the coming of Titus. God knows what we need. All right, that was Barlow Girl, Never Alone. And I love that song. It's just an encouraging song because... Um, Jesus is never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. He's always going to be there. And um, there's a lot of times where we feel desperate and we feel like he's just not anywhere to be found. And um, if you're if you're out there and you're just having a rough time of it in life, you know you can take encouragement tonight that um, you're not alone. That Jesus is with you. And um, all you need to do is just have faith in Him and talk to Him. And um, you know, he can be there for you. It's 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 our only hope that we have in this world. Yeah, it's it's a shame that a lot of people, when they're going through tough times, they turn to tons of stuff that's not. They it's gonna try. They try to comfort their physical frame when the problem isn't their physical body. Their physical bodies, what got up, got dressed, got them to work or whatever. Um, the problem is what's going on inside. We need someone that can comfort our souls. Hey, it's Josh from December Radio. Hey, this is Crystal Myers. Hey, this is Josh from Nevertheless. Hey, we're Cajun's Call. And you're listening to The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. That was Hawk Nelson, a friend like that. You know, we always we, we rely on our friends a lot when we're going through a, a situation. I know having great friends to lift us up um, and to encourage us toward the Lord is is a very important thing. I know there's been many times in my life where I've been dealing with something very painful and um, you know, besides Jesus being there, Jesus a lot of times would use someone in my life to come alongside of me and just to pray for me, um, to put their arm around me. And, um, and there's been times where I have felt like I had no friends in the world and Jesus wanted to just go, go through that situation with me and him, you know, just us. Um, but friends can be a tool that God uses to, um, deal with us in that time. And, um, you know, we, we're in a really crummy world. <laughs> there's a lot of pain out there. I mean, um, you know, I just know just example for me is that my parents were divorced and that whole concept and that whole thing emotionally was really hard and it was a very painful thing to walk through. And God taught me a lot in those, those days of me dealing with all that about the fact that he is, he is my comfort and the one that will always be with me. And he'll be my dad when my dad's not around. He'll be my mom when my mom's not around. I think, uh, something, you know, on the flip side of that, there's a dangerous aspect of, 
especially in high school today, and uh, a lot of um, kids, they turn to their friends when they should be turning to God, and like their friends are these counselors and these like you know that like they have all the answers, right. like they're the great authority on the subject, or they blog their pain <laughs> and they don't go to God. You know, what, why is blogging something that gets out your feet? Or that, you know, there's tons of outlets that they try to relieve their pain when the one, you know, God is just, I just picture him standing there, like with his arms open, like waiting. <laughs> just like, any day now, I'm waiting. Come on. <laughs> like, just like tapping his foot, like, what's Hello? happening? Like, looking at his watch, like, when are you going to get it? When are you going to get that I'm the one that provides all the comfort that you need instead of searching for it like i said before like trying to comfort your physical body like oh there's pain my heart hurts and like like, it's so much beyond that we're spiritual beings and god has exactly you know the right touch to comfort whatever that pain is whatever that hurt is and um, we're going to continue to talk about it for the next hour about jesus knowing exactly what it is that needs to comfort us we're going to pause for station identification you're listening to the altar life with brent and jeff you're unbelievable the altar this is unbelievable i cannot believe this this is unbelievable this is unbelievable now we're talking about comfort and uh kind of a sobering unbelievable uh we're just thinking about the fact that we have sons and we get to be the one that is the comforter in the in our own small little way not in the vast scale of, of jesus himself but you know just for us parents that are out there that feeling uh you know your child skins their knee or you know my my son's not walking or doing anything like that right now so i can't say he's gonna fall and skin his knee but he's got his own problems that make him annoyed so knowing that problems <laughs> you know he, he can't roll over uh as fast as he would like and he gets kind of upset about it <laughs> or <laughs> or he sometimes if he's on his belly and he's too tired to hold himself up he starts to get like eh, eh, and he starts to like freak out a little bit and then i can pick him up and he gets like all like eh. He's like happy, and uh, it's a great feeling when you know that you're the one that can be the comforter. Yep, when you're the dad, there's nothing better than when your kid comes to you and just looks to you to satisfy. It looks to you to comfort him in the situation that he's in. You know, there's there's no greater feeling as a dad to be the one that's there. And you know, if you're a kid, can you imagine not having your parent there to go and run to and to be like, you know. Um, you know, when you're when there's nothing else to do, it's like who do you run to when you're a kid? When you're a kid, who do you run to? You know, yeah. your parents. You know, it's like, oh, oh, can you help me out? You know, show me what's going on. And um, now, and those are really earthly examples of yeah. what we're talking about tonight, um, because dads fail, moms fail, kids fail. Um, but in our relationship with God, Jesus never fails, and that's a really cool thing. It's as we say, unbelievable. Yeah, and there's a verse that actually says, you know, when father and mother forsake me. You know, that God's going to stay with me. He'll never leave me or forsake me. And I can just, I can't imagine if my son, if he, you know, had the choice between like his little nook nook or whatever. <laughs> we don't call it that. But for you parents that do call it stupid stuff like that, I just call it his pacifier. Stupid no. <laughs> binky. That's yeah. the, that's the <laughs> yeah, term binky. in our house. Yeah. Uh, He's yeah. People have some weird names for stuff. It's yeah. funny. <laughs> That's what it should be. The unbelievable. It's like why? Well, I catch myself talking like a baby to my baby. I'm like, if I want him to learn to talk, right. I, I should just talk to that. him normally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Are you ready for din din? No, <laughs> din din. No, I'm ready to eat. As he's dinner. 15 years old, what if he was like, Mom, I want some din din? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, What's wrong with my child? <laughs> but like, if he if he had that, he had the uh, the choice between my arms and like his little blanket. And he picked my blanket. I'd be like, "What? <laughs> Get back here! 
I made you. Get out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and that's what we do a lot of times as Christians is we, we reach out for something that's like a temporary comfort when God's standing there with his arms wide open. And, uh, he, you know, I know from personal experience, he can comfort us better than anything else. That was washed by the water by need to breathe. That makes me think of uh, bathing my son. He actually likes his baths. He's only five months old. But, you know, Brent was just talking about how his son hated baths at that age. But now he loves them because he's got his little toys and boats yep. and stuff. He has crayons <laughs> that you use in the water. Pretty Whoa, exciting. Yeah. That's cool. I need to get those for me when I take a shower. <laughs> I can write notes for myself to remember things. All right, that was Thousand Foot Crutch, my home. Home, that's another thing that we take comfort in a lot of times is I just got to get home. Yeah, <laughs> it feels so good to be home, you know, and that's a true statement. <laughs> a yeah, a lot, lot of times times. people when they're older, they're out living on their own and they're going through tough times and they go back to their parents, you know, and they they see comfort in that, which there's nothing wrong with that because that's the stable in in some cases, not necessarily in ours, Brent, but no. that's like the 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 picture of stability and comfort is going home. Um thousand foot crutch talking about my home we're just going to hit on second corinthians chapter chapter one actually um where paul says blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ the father of mercies and god of all comfort any comfort that you're seeking and it's not from god you're not going to be comforted god has all comfort within himself says who comforts us in our tribulation that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble check it out so not only are we being comforted, but God does it so that we know what to do when we find people that are hurting as well. Where did I leave off? Oh, with the comfort of which we ourselves are comforted by God. For the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. So check that out. He actually said, you know, the more we suffer, the more we go this, go through those things, the more we're going to be comforted by God. It's kind of cool. Like, same thing, you know. What you know, if we have sin in our life, then God's grace is extended, extended to us. If we have troubles in our life, God's comfort is extended to us, and that's a, it's an encouraging thing, knowing that no matter how difficult things get, God's going to give us the comfort that we need. Isn't it amazing how everything about Jesus a lot of times just comes back for everything. Actually, it comes back to what He did on the cross. You know, the fact that He went through the ultimate of pain and suffering and tribulation, um, and then conquered it. That mere fact makes him so worthy and so able to comfort us in every, even just the little, I mean, a lot of our things in comparison to dying on a cross and being brutalized like him, um, it's, it just pales in comparison to the, the struggles that we go through, even though there's some things that we go through really are, have the, that weight of pain. It's just something that Brent started to hit on with that last segment, the idea of the sufferings of Christ and how it all comes back to the cross and the best the best part about Jesus being our comfort is that he knows exactly what we're going through because he went through it. If you're feeling alone, think about the fact that when he was on the cross, everybody abandoned him. You know, If you're feeling rejected, think about the fact that no matter what he did, the Pharisees and the people of Israel were the ones that were saying, crucify him. They rejected everything that he had done. You know, if you have that that broken heart, you know, someone, you know, whether it's a relationship or something, think about the fact that Jesus was betrayed by Judas. Think about all the things that Jesus went through and, you know, the pain that he suffered. And if you think about it, he went through those things so he could better comfort us, better aid us. Um, you know, he didn't want to just come on the earth, die on the cross and get out of here as fast as he could. He lived 33 years on this earth so that he could know what it was like to walk in the shoes of of mankind and um you know that is a great comfort because we, he knows exactly what we need when we need it which we talked about last week and it's cool that that all-knowing 
and completely having experienced everything completely. Right now, he sits at the right hand of the Father. Making it says the word says making intercession for us. He's praying for us to the Father, and he's praying for the exact things that we need, the exact encouragement that we need. You know, the Bible says that um, the, that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. And a lot of times we are so hopeless. Our pain is just, you know, why do we have to go through this? It just doesn't make any sense. You know, we ask these questions, God, do you hate me? Do you, you know, and Jesus is basically saying, no, it's for a purpose. The pain and the suffering that Jesus went through was for a purpose. And the pain and suffering that we go through is for a purpose as well. God is doing um, it says all things work together for good to them that love him and are called according to his purpose. It's all got a purpose for our benefit. Um, and that's something we just lose sight of sometimes when the pain in our lives is so much and it's too hard to bear. You know, our emotions take over and we freak out like the disciples on the boat. We get worried. We get scared. Um, things start hurting us. And, um, you know, we can't really see reality kind of. It's almost like reality gets, becomes a blur. Um, but Jesus is there. He's with us. He's been there. He's on the right hand of the Father making intercession for us and praying for us. That's an amazing thing. Yeah, one thing the enemy likes to do is when we're going through those difficult times, he tries to cast doubt in our mind. Like, the only reason you're going through this is because God doesn't care about you. Yeah. Um, not that God could possibly be using that situation. You know, there's always going to be, well, if God was going to comfort me, you know, then I wouldn't even be in the situation. Well, that's kind of that doesn't make sense because <laughs> how can he comfort you unless you go through hard times? Real quick, there's a verse in Isaiah. It says, "Can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget." You see, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Contrary to popular opinion, you know, we don't ever like to feel bad. <laughs> it's yeah. like we strive to make ourselves feel good. You know, we want to go watch a movie and laugh because it's just entertaining and we feel good afterwards. And there's we pursue those things that taste good, feel good. Um, so it's our, it's, it goes against our very nature to actually, like, be broken and to not feel happy and um, to struggle. You know, those things are just against our nature. And... Um, but they're so important in our lives sometimes. You know, God sends us through those situations. And, you know, every I think every situation of mine that I've been broken and hurting and I've gone through that, those are the times in my life that I've really um, grown exponentially with the Lord where he's shown me so much stuff in his word. and Because I've been desperate and I've been wanting him. I've been going to him, you know, and um, he does those things in our lives so he can teach us about himself. Yeah, the, we're talking about the Beatitudes where it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit. spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven, and blessed are the, those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. It's a promise. And, and mourning isn't always a bad thing. You know, God wants us to be broken. Unless you have to go to school. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> a different a kind of mourning. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, God, over our sin, he wants us to be broken, and God can comfort us in those ways, too. What a great promise that if we're mourning, we will be comforted. Jesus Christ, our comforter, promises that he will not leave us comfortless. Not only that, but he's not going to leave us, period not going to ever leave us or forsake us uh it's it's amazing to have that promise and when we go through those tough times know that jesus christ is there for us when we need comfort and um you know that's a great feeling it's upbeat when you think about it that way yep absolutely and another thing that's going to be upbeat it's going to be awesome and we can't wait to do it is august 23rd the amplify event we were talking about earlier um go to the website our website www.thealterlife.com we have a link on there that will take you over to philly.harvest.org which you can learn all about the event 
Um, Jeff and I are going to be hanging out in the tailgate party. It starts at 5 o'clock at Calvary Chapel of Philadelphia. So get your face in the place and come up and meet us. We'd love to say hi and meet you and um, you know, hang out with you guys that way. And then 7 o'clock, Ambassador and Riley are going to be blessing us with their presence and some music. Yeah. And we'll have a great message. Um, we play the ambassador time. quite regularly on the altar life, and we will be playing Riley yep. uh, in the future. So a little bit of hip hop, a little bit of alternative um, praise slash rock slash folk slash everything. Riley's got a, a bit of a, a little bit of everything for for y'all. So we'd love to have you come out, eat lots of free food, play games. Yeah. They're also going to be doing free. like yeah, it's free. I don't know it where you can you get a better event. You're going to eat dinner. You're going to listen to great music. You're going to have a great message from the word. You're going to be meeting us. I mean, for free. For free. You don't (laughs) have to pay. And not only that, but you may win a free iPod, too. They're giving away iPods and stuff. So it's a win, 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 win. (laughs) If you count all the things. Win for good luck. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, that's Saturday, August 23rd uh, at Calvary Chapel, Philadelphia, 13500 Philmont Avenue, et cetera, et cetera. You can get that information at philly.harvest.org. There. Yeah, you I said think, it. I think we uh, we covered it enough. Um, or just remember the name of our show, and you can go to our website, www.thealterlife.com, and then get there. Yeah, and also we're going to be getting some more stuff up on our website finally. Possibly listen to some previous shows and things like that, which would be fun. Tell your friends about it. We had a great night talking I about did. comfort. And listen, if you're out there tonight, and you know, you may be like me, you may be like Brent, where you're imperfect <laughs> and you cover, um, you know, there's lots of times in your life where you feel like you need comfort. God is there for us. Jesus Christ promises to never leave us or forsake us. So take comfort in that tonight. So we're out of here. We'll see you next week, Lord willing. Until then, be cool cat. Live for Christ. Incredible. One of the worst performances of my career, and they never doubted it for a second.